ladies and gentlemen, it's the Timmy Gibson Show! With special co-host, Lance Strickland! <laughs> so, let's talk about something that... Uh, well, first, how in the hell are you, man? Oh, I'm doing great. Good. We acting like we didn't record that other <laughs> session as that was. <laughs> so, tell me, how was your week? So, no, for real, though, you uh, went... You and Michelle went to Garth Brooks. Yeah, we did. Where was it? Was it the Chief Stadium? Yeah. Yep. That, that was fucking air. place holds a lot of people. 80,000 people. It was Man. a super spreader event. It was a... It, I thought about that. And there was not a lot of masks. Yeah, I shouldn't laugh, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was... Uh, which, by the way, I was like, when does the mask thing go into effect? Because like, that's in Kansas City. Uh, I'm surprised. It's a Kansas City, Missouri thing. Yeah. And like I said, when oh, I went... Oh, you're kidding me? There were people not wearing masks oh, there? Oh, there was... It was very rare to find, see one with no mask with a with a mask. That surprises me. Yeah, I guess because it was an outdoor. I mean, it's outdoor, obviously, so oh. there's a lot of ventilation, but there are still in close quarters there. But anyway, it was a great show, and uh, that was I. I'm pretty sure I might have gone to a U2 concert when I was super young, but I don't really remember it. But that was my first. Um, oh, that was my first out uh, stadium concert. Okay. So Michelle is big on, you know, you know, she's like, you got to, there's certain just kind of big artists that you've got to see, you know, yeah. Billy Joel or, right. you know, whoever, but, and she's like, Garth will just, you know, be one of those. And I'm not, I only knew two songs that friends in little places <laughs> and thunder rolls. I know friends so night in low right. places, but it's just the whole experience of seeing how he connects with the crowd and yeah. all the little cool things and just seeing all the people. And he's amazing. He was amazing. You, you know, know, it the, was well worth it. It was one of those things where you're like, you go and you're like this, you can see why the tickets are priced. Like you get a value out of the money that you pay for the yeah. tickets. Yeah. Here's a great show. He, uh, maybe you'll find this kind of cool. Uh, when I was a pastor, our church needed road cases for, cause we, you know, set up in a school auditorium oh, right, and yeah, tore yeah, it all yeah. down. And, uh, we drove to, uh, Oklahoma to buy Garth Brooks guitar road cases that's cool and they're really nice like nice they're like top of the line yeah road cases that they could probably hold one two three four five six seven eight nine ten, eleven, ten probably a dozen guitars oh I mean, they're wow. like these big with really nice caster wheels on oh them. They, so you roll they, them we roll oh, up into our semi thing oh that's cool yeah man that's like your big yeah child. i have two of them wow and they say they say gg yeah one gg2 and then below it it says garth brooks guitars Whoa! I know. I know. It's what are so you gonna dope. do with those? <laughs> I don't know. I can't sell them because yeah. I don't know. I'm, I want to sell them to like a Garth Brooks fan. Yeah, because I could probably get more for him. Yeah, you but know? it's like, I wonder what they would even do with them. I, I don't know. The, yeah. I mean, it'd have to be at somebody that uses right a, a mobile portable church or a right or a band. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, cool, man. Yeah, I'm trying to think, what else? What did you do? What 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 was your weekend? I know oh, you're weddings. busy. Yeah, anything fun weddings. after? Uh, you know, I met some cool people. I did a wedding at a really cool event space. As, as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm going to either get them on the podcast at some point or, um, do at least a spread on Facebook forum. Um, it's called the barn at something shit. It's the barn at something off okay. of 247th. And oh my gosh. Mission. I mean, it's like way, way the out fuck there. out there. Yeah. So it's about they're kind of about that serendipity, like that oh, far out, it, way further than that. way further than that. But it's like, yeah, okay. This place was amazing. Wow! Like literally, 
and I say this a lot, you know, some people are like you say everything's magical and they're all magical, but this one was really, it was, above, it huh? was really cool. That's yeah. cool. What it's, made it so cool? It just had a, a little bit of like a garden. It, it wasn't a vineyard, but it was like farm barn I see. and kind of gardeny uh-huh all mixed together they had like several little like it almost had a feel when i pulled into the driveway i was like is this a little western town it's like cool. they had some smaller little cool buildings yeah that along this path in the trees that it's like wait is that like a little bar for a western town like this is so cool yeah uh the vineyard owners are real sweet people and yeah it was just a cool just a just neat they had an outdoor bar set up like it's a permanent structure, but it was mm -hmm. an outdoor tiki hut that they set up the bar and they had like, bar, they had tables out in the yard and the lawn and with trees hanging over. And it was wow, just, that's yeah, cool. Was, do they live out there? The people? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're full time. They Cause live there. I think the serendipity people do as well live on out there. In that. Yeah. So it'd be cool to live on those venues. You'd be like, Oh, this is nice. Yeah. It's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. You, you're, you're in a fun business. Cause I am, you know, you go to, some cool places you work at cool places and I do, you know, you make people happy and you know, you think about what's the top, um, probably the top five biggest things in life or whatever marriage. Yes. Right? Having kids. Yep. Um, what else would be a big one? You know, the, uh, big job transfer, mm -hmm. right? Whatever. There's just a few top things, right? Marriage is one of them. And that's what I, get to be a part of with people. So I'm a, I'm a part of people's top biggest things in their life. Yeah. Like when you think about that, yeah. like I'm a fixture in people's yeah. top three biggest things they'll ever do. Yeah. Right. They'll always remember me. Yeah. Yeah. What, let me ask you this same, same concept, but Michelle and I were talking about this. What are some, what are some feelings that you only have? Like, very few times in your life that just by the nature of meaning like you know the when you feel that you know feeling of just euphoria of someone that that you like and you're totally into them and it's like it's a match made in heaven connection you know what i mean it's like those don't happen a lot so when they happen they're really that's what i'm <laughs> <laughs> or like you know when you're leaving a job you you've probably not experienced this as much but in the corporate world you know like when you're leaving one job and you're moving to the next, it's like you're kind of, you know, you give your two weeks and you're le literally doing a full reset. You don't take any of that work with you to the next place. Right. Like you're starting fresh and it's usually a new opportunity that's, you know, better in, in your professional career. So it's like a feeling that, and that only happens maybe, you know, three, four or five, you know, not a lot, maybe once or twice even, you know, what are those, what are some other feelings I'm wondering if there's, you know what I mean? That yeah. you're just kind of like, man, this is just a great feeling and it's a great feeling because, and most people have experienced it, but it only happens maybe a very few times in your life. And so yeah. when you, you know, when you're experiencing it and you're young or something, you're just like, you know, there's also the opposite. You fall in love and then you also have the heartbreak of breaking up. But yeah. I'm wondering, is there any other things that come to your mind when you think of something like that? You know, when I'm, I have euphoria nearly it's almost like I did a line. I don't do cocaine, but like I did a line. Of I'd have tried it years and years, like 30 years ago. Yeah. And it makes you feel like you're a God. Like imagine winning the lottery, marrying Michelle. 
you know, all, yeah. like your kid graduates college, like all these things at one time. Yeah. That's how you feel. Wow. <laughs> that's why it's so addictive, I yeah. think. Anyway, so for me, I literally have euphoria every time I do a wedding. Really? Every time I do a wedding. And it's it's so many different things. It's it's I'm there and it's this is one of the biggest days of their life. Yeah. And they're just so crazily in love. Yeah. And I get to make it happen. I was going to say, you like, get to make it. Yeah. I get to make it happen. Right. Yeah. And, and, and there's, I think the other thing I like about weddings, cause this is, this has never happened to me. The opposite of this is people respect me so much. Like, because of my role. And again, they don't know me, so they don't know to respect yeah. me. They are respecting my position. Right. They respect the, 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 the man of the office. cloth. Right. I'm the man of the, the I'm the man of the cloth. I'm yeah. the you know, the whatever. The respect that people show me, the yeah. the the reverence. Yes. Even in light of my earrings, my long hair, my tattoos, yeah. they Well, you're a director weird. of it's, a spiritual moment that's right, happening. Right. That and so like parents, I uh, Parents, grandparents, it, it, this has never not happened. So this happens every single time I do a wedding, grandparents, parents, of course, the couple, yeah, people walk up to me after the ceremony and they say, oh my gosh, that was such a beautiful ceremony. Oh my gosh, that was so cool. Or that was so beautiful. And like, oh my gosh. And then when it gets personal, like uh, mothers of the bride or fathers of the bride, like this past wedding, I just did the father of the bride came over to me, was talking to me before and I'm, I'm, I don't. Uh, people think I'm super social. I'm not like when I show up to a wedding, I literally let the couple know I'm there and I just hang out. Like I just sit, stand in a corner, mm -hmm. drink my water, play on my phone or just do nothing. I literally just, I'm there Yeah. anyway. And so people will come to me and want to yeah. talk to me and, and I'll talk then, but I don't engage. Yeah. Right. Well, the father comes over to me and he said, uh, and people, <laughs> I always, people always call me pastor. A lot of times they're like, yeah, I was going to call you pastor or pastor gibson or pastor Tim. i'm like right just call me timmy and uh or just call me daddy now anyway <laughs> <laughs> depends on who it is anyway the father bride comes over and he goes he goes hey i really appreciate what you're doing for my kiddos and you know it's such a special moment and they're just so in love and they just love you so much and they just talk so great about you you know and i'm just like oh it's just like I'm, you know i'm just feeling all this love and he said to me and this is one of the great comments that i get a lot and i really love it and he said he goes, you he goes, you just bring such a calm mm -hmm. to the wedding day. He goes, just he goes, when you got here, he goes, it's just like it was like Wow, that's he goes, cool. Yeah, he goes, You are very calm. Mm -hmm. And I said, Well, thank you very much. He goes, Yeah, he goes, you just exude peace. And I'm like, and I said, you know what? I said, I really appreciate that compliment yeah. because that's I value that. Like mm -hmm. I want to be a peaceful dude. Mm -hmm. I don't like to be, you know, cause people to get riled up when they're around right, me. No, right. I hope I can chill you out. Like, yeah, everything's fine. Well, everything's a little tense. Yeah. You know, it's a happy moment, but it's like, it's, it's a lot all, hectic. Yeah. And it's all going to go well, like, you know, so you're, you're the, one of the main guys. It's like, it's all going to be got fine. It. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Tim and if there's here, a little screw good. up, I'll, I'll pull this off and yep. no one will even, it'll just be smooth and even better. Yep. Yeah. Like the little comment the girl made about the, you know, longer, yeah, like yeah. the little joke yeah. thing I threw out. And that's yeah. just you being calm yourself in that situation. Yeah. You're a pro. Right. So, yeah. Anyway, so I do, I feel you for it every time I do a wedding. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I like, I like my job. Yeah. A lot. Like I really, really like it. Yeah. And I don't make a, a, a like a shit ton of money. I make good money. Yeah. But not a shit ton. Yeah. And I wouldn't trade 
my job well you, for it a allows job. you to have a good work-life balance and you know make yeah. it still a good living yeah what about you uh what was the question the euphoria like mm. when do you feel that excitement well definitely when you've when you've met like a you know back to what i was saying earlier when you meet someone that you connect with that you you can almost instantly know like this is going to go somewhere yeah and you're both you both match each other's energy in that yeah. way okay That's i'm going to put you on the spot can i put you on the spot sure because i obviously you felt that with michelle because you're yeah, married oh, yeah, to her definitely. so still obviously yeah you still do yeah right uh, so i get it i'm just curious in your dating phase mm -hmm. were there lance felt oh yeah like this like this could go somewhere this girl's special like this like and then <laughs> <laughs> That's what <laughs> it might go the other way, the old psycho as well. Tell me about her. Oh wait, no. <laughs> whatever. Um, what what's your question? So, so I mean, did you have those instances where no. you felt like no? And here's why: I don't mean that because I didn't have those those moments. I did. I the reason that I felt the way that I did was because it would already it was the the signals that I was giving off were, you know, accepted and commensurate with the signals that she was giving off. Like the, the, the magic between the two of us, it was no doubt that we um, both were really digging each other. You know what I mean? And, and those don't flop. They do later, right. but, 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 that, right. but yeah, <laughs> but those moments in the beginning, you know what I mean? Right. It's like, you just, you just line up on, you know, everything. It goes back to that, that, that article that I sent you that just said, you know, uh, you know, you, you won't, you won't, what did it say? Something like you won't miss the person that you're going to be with forever. You, you don't know that they, you don't know that you'll miss them when you don't know them, but when they show up in your life, you're going to miss them because they're just, you're just like where, and you feel like you've had a connection yeah, like, where to them. Have you been? Yeah. You feel like, and you feel like you've had a connection to them all along. It's literally, it's kind of that, you know, obviously I don't believe in soulmates, right. but it's like the two well, pieces kinda, yeah. of the puzzle in this massive even city and world that two people came together. And then you think about the fact that there are two humans with di completely different backgrounds and personalities and all this, and you two match up like an interlocking puzzle piece. Yeah. It's just a great feeling. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't happen very often. No, maybe a handful of times in your life. Yeah. Now you can, there, you're, there's many times when you're attracted to someone and they're attracted to you. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, you've got it's it's you've checked all the Almost boxes like, there you are there you are I they see thing. you and you see them and they it I mean you're you just you're it was like you were cut from the same cloth right out of heaven you know what i mean yeah. it's like it's just it's it's a weird feeling like like there's another human out there that was meant for you type of thing you know that's a that's a that's an interesting dynamic because i've i i mean i've I've had that. I mean, I had, that yeah. I got married. Yeah. We were married for 25 years. Yep. I had that feeling. Um, since then, I mean, there's definitely the timing is an issue, right? Like if I, if I'm feeling like, yeah, there you are, but shit, like you recently got divorced. So you're not in a headspace right. to do this. Right. And yeah. So I mean, then that, you're not going to feel what I'm feeling right. that I'm talking about. Right. Right. Yeah. It's when they're everything's the right, matching up. Right. Yeah. Right. They're in the place you're in the place you know, you can talk to them for hours and it's just like, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, you're, yeah. you're, I mean, just everything is like, that's why it's so rare. Right. 
because there's also this thing of and uh, Pammy said this when she was on the deal because she was talking about Timmy don't ever stop being you just keep being you yeah. she said because the right person will love everything about all, like they'll love flowers on the first date they'll love like the, everything right. about you they'll love and I realize there's some balance in that yes. right because yes. I mean you know I stopped proposing on the first date after hearing that no uh, but that does give me a lot of comfort to know that that my, you know, my overthinking or my right. you know, not getting vaccinated or <laughs> all the different things that, that are me at this point, um, for the right person, like, no, oh, I mean, yeah, like, there you are. Right. And I'm like, yeah, there you are. Right. You know, like there's really nothing you could do to ruin it per se. Right. If it's right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a, that's a, it's a fascinating thing, man. Loves a, it's, it's awesome. That's, it's and that's thing. a feeling that that's a feeling or a, drip of dopamine that's completely different than other types you know me describing the whole you know you quit and move on to a different job like that's another feeling but right. it's completely different than falling in love feeling i mean yeah. love the fact it's it's the best i mean like it's feeling this person wants you and they're thinking about you all the time and you know what i mean like yeah. it's amazing you know i mean michelle yeah. well i'll say this and then you what you're saying michelle and i we say this a lot i don't think neither one of us kind of know what we're trying to describe but but we say this all the time. I'll look at her and I'm like, "We're married. You're my wife." <laughs> like it's a weird feeling. Like, and it's and it's weird because I'm like that. It's like I'm 51 years old, and we're you know we've been together for five six years now. But I'm just like the fact that after all this time and lot, you know what I mean? Like it's it's and I'm like we married each other. <laughs> I mean it's just a weird. You yeah. know you're like you think either you're nutty or this is something cool, right? You know? Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> this is just, this is just my brain working yeah. here. Right. Well, that's what we love Literally when you said like thinking of, you know, you just, when you love someone so much and all that, <laughs> the first thing that came to my brain was there's nothing, there's no greater feeling <laughs> than loving someone or caring about someone so deeply and coming in them oh my gosh hit, hit the some hit something button over there nope no <laughs> <laughs> no definitely not that one maybe that was more oh, oh that it one. could be that so lance there's nothing better than falling in love and coming in someone i think i just gosh. came just right there. that's disgusting here's what you ought to do I i'm dare serious you, though you ought every button over there hit that one this one? Yeah. What kind of an orgasm was that if you had to describe it? <laughs> I want you to go down each one of those and explain to our viewers. This is when a crowd sees you come. Oh. No, this I is, think that's when you hit the spot. That's what that's I've had when happen it when it won't work. work. <laughs> right. I show up to the party. <laughs> and the engine won't start. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I'm there for the race, but I don't have the key geez. to the ignition. Right. Uh that am I am I gonna come or not come? Right, a little. Where am I gonna come? Right, yeah. Okay. That one. That just, you literally just sprayed come all over the walls and the just, ceiling. Both that's, of you were like, "Oh, that was amazing." <laughs> yeah, that's like that was more making uh, love. Yeah, well, yeah. Maybe. That's almost like, where is the come? It's not coming. It, where is it? It's, no. Or is that crickets or birds? It's crickets. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> I thought it was birds. <laughs> and. Yeah, that one is. Uh, that was when you came and she didn't. It was like, oh. 
What yeah. the, I did them all, right? I did them all. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was awesome. But no, I mean, it's, as funny as I'm being right now, truly, <laughs> orgasm, orgasming is unbelievable. Well, I mean, you. I have, mean, I don't know of anything. You I and I can take anything, anything and, and analyze the crap out of it and make it so profound. But I'm like, we could do an entire podcast. There is no greater bond. Like, there is no, you know, wouldn't it be great if, and maybe people experience this, but if you could both orgasm at the same time. That, I mean, that, I've had that happen. You've had that happen, right? No, I've never had that happen. But my point is, is that it's the highest of feelings of connection like that. And then, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and so that that is, but the fact that you're, you can't get any more vulnerable and you know, trans I mean, with yeah. in sexual, and then and then to and then that feeling that you're describing, I I hate to say this, but like that to me is almost like a heavenly feeling that it's, we were given here on Earth to experience what it was like, will be like. You yeah. know what I mean? It's it's unbelievable. I, the, and just right underneath that. I think if I'm going to try to not be so selfish, you know, coming is magical. Making a woman come is pretty fucking, I feel now I can't come from making some, you know, making her come. Right. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it gets me pretty excited. Like when I've, when I make a girl orgasm, what I is feel, it? Why I feel, is, what is it? I, just about feel, it? I don't know. I feel powerful. I feel like a man. I feel like got the skills. I got the skills, you know, I made her orgasm. Yeah. Uh, the, the, like that's amazing but as as awesome as that is when i come i mean it's like we're gonna, we're gonna have to put i the, feel cheese we're gonna have to put the nsfw on tag on this thing not safe yeah. for work yeah um anyway yeah that doesn't surprise me so that. just thinking about yeah euphoric feelings um yeah every day every time i do a wedding i feel euphoric there, there are times I'm walking back from my car, backing to my car after doing a wedding, and I'm just like, I, I can't be any happier right now. Mm -hmm. Like I am so, like lucky. This is my job. This is what I get to, to do. Like, yeah. Like I feel so lucky. Yeah, it's a, it's not. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's cool. All right, so this, uh, we looked at some videos this week. Um. I want to talk about the the multiple intelligences. And the reason yeah. I want to talk about this on this podcast is I, I know, well, I don't want to say who, but someone I know uh, struggles with like reading or arithmetic. You know, they stuck, they really struggled in school, right? Okay. But they're fucking brilliant. They're mm -hmm. brilliant. I mean, they're just smart as shit. Okay. But couldn't learn a certain way, right? And right. so I saw this TED talk on eight intelligences, mm -hmm. meaning that it's not just, I can read a book. I memorize it and take a test. I'm a fucking genius. Right. It's like, no, shut your fucking intelligent mouth. There are other intelligences outside of that, right? There's emotional intelligence. That's the other real popular one, you know, yes. IQ, EQ, yeah. right? Right. But there's also people that have, well, let me just read the, read what they are. Uh, musical intelligence linguistic intelligence which i think that might you might have that uh naturalistic intelligence um which is it says strengths seeing patterns and in, in relationships and all that so like probably like someone that's a counselor okay interpersonal intelligence okay 
Um, enter. So intra-personal intra. and then interpersonal intelligence. Definitely you and I both have the intra. Yes. The whole, you know, understanding yourself, what you feel, what you want. Right. Mathematical intelligence. Yeah, that's definitely not me. Uh, spatial intelligence. Like, people, like for example, I had someone come in here and help me with my uh, the decorating of my uh, apartment. Oh, you did? Like spatially. Yeah, they just helped me out. Like, here's where you should put your couch. Here's, da, da, da. Yeah. You know, they helped me out. I can, I kind of can do that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I, I'm not an interior decorator. Like, show me the blank house and I'll lay it all out. But you can put something in there and I'll go, no. Yeah. Like I can say yes or no, right. but I wouldn't. But you know, can't see it before no, it's not there. Yeah, no. Right. Uh, but the 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 lady that helped me, she just she has a knack for it. She came in and she was like, "You can put a bookshelf here." Do the da, da, da. Yeah. I'm like, "Oh my god, yes!" Like yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, do you have that? Do you have that list? Yeah, I'm just looking at it. Yeah. Did I cover them all? Uh, Naturalist. Did you talk about that? No. I Understand didn't. living things and reading nature. Okay. Um, Does that say bodily kinesthetic intelligence? Yeah. Or is that? Yeah. What's that yep. say? I can't. Co read it. Coordinating your mind with your body oh physical movement yeah, and all physical that movement. right um patrick mahomes doesn't have that one he has more of a musical musical <laughs> um so what's so so yes i find these interesting how help me understand how they're different than like let's say that i take a strength finders or i'm a myers-briggs or you know I'm an introvert and extra, but you know, like there's all these things about understanding us and how we're wired. Yeah. What do these intelligence help us as humans? I think what, when I watched the video and then I've, you know, studied up on those eight things just quickly. Um, I guess what it did is it gave me hope for, uh, people that don't understand that there are other ways that you can excel. In other words, if you don't, if you're, because the person I'm thinking of, they they really felt down and defeated and felt oh, like they were a loser. Like the world tries to fit us into a box, right? And it's like they 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 couldn't read a book and then yeah. produce the material, and yeah. so they they're dumb. You're dumb. I feel like the world has gotten a lot better at this type of thing than you know what I mean. That yeah. it like when you and I were going through school, it was it was like that. It was like everyone's expected to learn a certain style, right. like in the classroom, and it didn't work for a lot of people. Right. No, it didn't work for me. And I think they've people have they've gotten better at understanding that some people, you know, there's diverse thoughts and ways of learning and understanding out yeah. there. I guess what, what what part and parcel to me as a person, I think you too. I think what I liked about this is there's not only one way. Yes, you don't have to just fucking be smart, book smart right. to do well in life. I see. So someone someone that's good with their hand eye coordination of sports might not be musically intelligent, but they're bodily kinesthetic intelligent. Yeah. And I guess I would love for this knowledge to be more widespread, which is one reason why I wanted to talk about it a little bit on the podcast, because I, I think some people, uh, including myself, like I felt pretty, pretty defeated. Uh, Lance, I graduated with a one and everybody's gonna laugh at me, but I graduated with a 1.7 grade point average. Oh my goodness. I barely fucking made it out of high school, barely made it out of high school. Right. But I, all the teachers loved me. I was super nice. I was the one that they always asked to read out loud in front of the class because uh, I could do that. But it's like, uh, yeah, I couldn't do tests. I didn't. I just was terrible at all that stuff. You know, mm -hmm. I just I school wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but I had other, you know, but I was really good with people and I was good with right. organizing. Like, I mean, even early on in my early years, I was the guy that would gather people. Okay. It's just funny that I'm doing that now today. Right. Um, and I spoke a lot. Like I was asked to, to like, you know, Timmy, come up front and read this to the class. You know, like I was the guy that they always asked to do that, but I was the underperformer of the whole fucking class. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like right. I was the, I, I was, you know, making a D yeah. in every class, but yet, mm -hmm. you know, so I guess I got a little lucky. My teachers, I guess I was a good enough kid that the teachers didn't look at me as a total moron, mm -hmm. you know, even though I was like failing. Mm -hmm. most you of need my to find, they, they saw something in you. You needed to find yourself. Yeah, They could see that Timmy was a bright light. <laughs> right. Well, it's interesting when you say that because when you're young, like our kids age, they, you don't recognize it because you haven't had enough life experience, but you and I seeing them, you know, you look, you can tell there's, there's certain characteristics of their personalities that are, that are starting to come out. Yeah. Right. And because they're, you and I both have teenagers and, and, and it's like, it's probably not going to be surprising. You, you'd, you'd be, you'd be remiss if you thought they were going to be totally different. Like my Anderson, my youngest is a gamer and he's, he's, he, oh, so he, is you know, but he's, but, but Van and him are similar probably. And that is, they both know that, um, they both they both have a, a certain personality about them that they can be around other people and all this, but they like that being online and all that kind of thing, right? Anderson worked at Old Navy. He didn't really like working with the customers as much. He liked doing more just the folding and the cleaning and doing his own thing. Oh, and those are, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. those are things that you got to, so it's not like, you know, he's probably not going to be a stand-up comedian or something, you know, when he's older. Like, right. you know, you can see parts of his his personality and stuff coming out now and and this, you know, it's a great time to grow up. I mean, there's these types of things help you are going to help you flourish more in life because you're not in at one or two camps, extrovert, introvert, right here. You got eight intelligences or whatever. Right. And it just, that, that opens up your world in yeah. a lot of ways. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Who cares if you can't spell, if you can throw a football, right. You know, 300 <laughs> right. yards. Right. Or if you don't know math, but you are a great composer. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. Right. So I, I think really the main reason I wanted to bring this up, you know, you and I have kids. Yep. A lot of our listeners probably have kids too. And sometimes, you know, I've heard from parents, you know, especially when I was a pastor and dealing with parents all the time, they, you know, they struggled with their kids, you know, like not doing well in school yeah. or whatever. And so I guess this information is just a powerful example that people can have gifts and talents outside of what society or the structure is telling us. In other words, yes, there are millionaires that, you know, Oh, I mean, college is great, but it's like, yeah, there are millionaires that never Drop, went to college right. because they were, they're super good at yeah. whatever, like yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. So I, well, I think, how many people have PhDs given to them that have never been in a doctoral program right. because, because they're just, that's, they've gotten smart doing it. Right. Right. So I, I, I guess the, the, the reason I wanted to bring this up is to maybe give parents just a little teaser that, Hey, you know, if, if your kid is struggling or if you, if, or if you're struggling, like look yeah. at that list of eight things and see, maybe, maybe there needs to be a different direction. You know, maybe mm -hmm. your, your child, you know, isn't mathematically gifted, but they're gifted with hand eye coordination. And there's some other field that they could get into that would be good. You know, one of the uh, things that the fed does really well, and I've really grown in this area professionally and it's, it's, it's bled over into my personal life. And that is just, diversity and conclusion inclusion in the beginning it was a little bit you know like you you know have diverse thoughts and i was kind of like you know i i was too narrow sighted to, to see the broader picture and and more it was just like you know well if you get a bunch of white men 
in their mid forties in there and they're going to design something. It's probably going to be designed for a white man that's in his mid forties, you know? So yeah. do you have a female perspective? Do you have a, you know, an African-American spirit? You know what I mean? Like all these different, you know, do you have, if you're designing products, do you have someone that, that maybe is colorblind, you know, like diversity, like it was like, I was like, I never thought of, you know, I was always like, you know, are you being good to our, you know, LBGTQ people, you know, and not right. discriminating. Like I was, it was too narrow minded. Like, but I've, I've done, I've really broadened my, my thought and on just around like strengths and things. So one of the things that, that is very active at, in, at, in, at the Fed is that, you know, everybody goes to the strengths finders and you come up with what your top five are. Mm -hmm. And you, then if you're working with someone, you can go easily find what their strengths are to kind of understand maybe why they, are taking the positions that they are or whatever. I mean, people have done it to me. Like I act pretty quickly, like on little limited information and I'll, I'm an activator. So I'm, I'm ready to, you know, make shake and bake and make a decision and that kind of thing, you know? And, and it's like in the beginning, it's kind of like, okay, you know, is, is Lance just being rash or, you know, and not being methodical about this? It's like, well, when you go back and you look at the way that my strengths are, it's like, ah, that makes total sense. And the feds have done a great job of inculcating that into the culture and broadening diversity and that's just changed it all for me in a lot of ways um it's one thing to understand it from a theory it's another thing yeah. to like you know have your boss with a you know complete strength finders uh list of strengths for each one of the people that reports to him on his desk and he kind of manages you based on those things you know what i mean and those things come up in conversation and it comes back to these eight intelligences you know saying like you know, hey, Timmy, you're really good at this. Maybe it'd be better for you to go learn it while you're walking right. or something, you know, because I mean, you know, I'm just whatever, but sure. it's, it's just, it's just, it's, it, it comes back to what we've talked about earlier. And it's like getting outside of yourself and realizing that there's other people that are wired completely and think completely different than you. Yeah. And, and seeing the real beauty of the world by trying to understand why they think differently than you, you know, yeah, we're all good at being able to like, you know, think about it's like, well, why would you do that? I've never done that. I don't, well, yeah, well, you're not the only one that's using the product. So just because you've never done it doesn't mean that 80% of the rest of the world, you know what I mean? Right. But we think our world is more the the general, you know, the populace out there. And yeah. so it's just, I love these things that, that help broaden our understanding of how people think and the diversity and that type of thing. Oh, I love, I, I was going to show you. Uh, so I, you'll be proud of me. I've uh, had a, company contact me about possibly doing some work like during the day, like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday during the day, like here at home, from yeah. my phone, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And, uh, the pay, the pay would be really good and all that. Anyway. So I had to take the disc profile test oh, okay, or yeah. the, whatever yeah. to, to identify me. And, um, anyway, my, my tests, test rules came back and I'll, I'll show you them later. Okay. Uh, but I, even when I read it, I was like, wow, how the fuck did they, yeah, like those cool. questions led them, like I'm reading it going, yeah, like, yeah, that's, that's yeah. me. That's wild. Yeah. Um, it kind of yeah, comes, yeah. it kind of comes back to the, the, um, horse, not the horoscope, the, uh, what's, what's, what's the horoscope? What's the thing behind it? The, uh, astrology, astrology or whatever. Like when you look at your personality types and everything, you're like, man, that's totally like, I still haven't figured that one out because, yeah, but, but I'm like, when you look at Aquarius, there's not everything that gets right about me, but it, but a lot of it is. And when I read other ones, I'm like, no, nah, that's not really me. Aquarius is me, and it nails me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and um, people meet me, and they'll say, literally before they even know, they'll say, "You're an Aries, aren't you?" And I'm like, 
yeah wow yeah you're fiery and all i'm like whoa see that's crazy that is crazy i'm like that's wild that is wild yeah yeah but the more but and that's the other thing too right is that we don't do a good job of understanding other like even you know astrological signs or whatever you know it's like i don't know half of what they mean but it but if but if i mean i i you know for people out there dating and stuff i would recommend in having kids i would go recommend and i'm not a like you know in the stars kind of a guy right but i'm like go read your kids horoscope or not horoscope but astrological signs personality traits what they're compatible learning style like that you'll be amazed at how much you can learn about your kids real quick in about a 15 minute read on yeah. google <laughs> <It's crazy. laughs> and your and your spouse like michelle and i were you know the um losing my my thought what is uh she's september so she's a um sagittarius no what's the other one uh she's my soulmate she's oh uh, really yeah it's what, according to the to, according to what's a, the date of her september 27th 26th september 26th that says oh libra libra yeah she's a libra <laughs> And we're we're super compatible. What what's your what Aquarius? Are you? Google. Ooh, you're ooh. The signs most compatible with the Libra see? are Gemini and Aquarius. Yes. Ooh, I wonder. So see, you need that. I need to look up. You I'm need to ask. yeah. You, you need to look up Aries and see what's most compatible with you. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm texting. But think about how interesting a date conversation would be, Timmy. If, if all the people that you went out with knew what their strengths are, right? And Sid, you'd be like, so where did you grow up? You know, yeah. you'd be like, what are your signs? Like, hey, I Googled you. Is this you? Oh, and by the way, what are your top five strengths? Then they're like activator. Woo is one of mine, by the way. You know, yeah. th that just opens up a whole conversation, man. You're going to instantly become friends or connect or something yeah. when you're having that kind of cool conversation. <laughs> so I just Googled. I just Googled uh, my sign or my yeah. aries and it specifically it says being an aries born on april 14th which is me okay you are characterized by generosity optimism and a fun loving personality boom i mean is that not yeah. me yeah spot on oh okay when it comes to those you care about you can be genuinely selfless well, that's nice. Dude. That's bullshit. No, <laughs> you, I think you are very your, selfless. Your friends and family would be the first to admit that you are always willing to share your time. Wow. This is actually very, I mean, I'm way far from perfect, but that's true. Effort and resources for their web, well, well-being. So here's what's funny. Like I could literally get a hamburger and be so excited about it. And Vanna would, my son or, yeah. or daughter, but she's a vegan. So she didn't eat meat, but my son would be like, Oh, I haven't eaten that. Can I have it? Like, sure. I just give it to him. Yeah. Like I literally am oddly selfish on many fronts, but that kind of a front. Right. Like I, the rule was if I have leftovers in the fridge, Fair you game. don't even ask, you don't even ask me. You, if you want it, take Fair. it. Like, I don't care. But other people, <laughs> other people in the, right. Oh, they're territorial. The, like, like who moved my styrofoam box off? Like, yeah. why did you fucking eat my leftovers? Like, right calm the fuck down there jesus oh my oldest is a little bit like that by the way we said we're gonna have the boys on sometime that'd, that'd be fun bannon says he's down yeah i need to get Duh. with abram um but he's a little bit like that you know he he gets 
he's all into his own groceries, you know. And I'm like, you know, I'm gonna I just take a couple pieces of bread. And he's like, well, you, well, you ate two pieces of my bread. I'm like, dude, I buy all the freaking groceries around. You know what I mean? Like, I can't have two slices of your bread. It's yeah. like interesting the personality types. But I want, I want I want to look up your exact date, but I want to finish this and I want to read yours real quick because I think this is interesting since you brought this up. Um, you bring someone the Aries April 14th, you bring the same positive attitude into all aspects of your life as you are always able to see the best in people, situations, and experiences. What is these qualities? I'm thinking about these qualities combine to give you a great appreciation for life more than anything else. You appreciate new and exciting experiences. That is fucking me. Okay. What's yours? What's your date? I'm going to look you, look you up. I'm an Aquarius. No, what's your date? The actual date of your birthday? January 29th. Why does that matter? We already uh, know I'm an Aquarius. No, no, no. It's giving specific. Oh, I see. Oh, do you know you share Oprah Winfrey's birth date? I did not. I'm looking up yours, uh, Aries compatibility. Oh, yeah. I'm you curious. got, you're highly compatible with Leo. January and, what? And Sagittarius. Um, January 26th? 29th. 29th. Sorry. Virgo, you got a one, one heart. So no you way. need to stay away from them. So Virgos, move on. Sagittarius's and Leo's, welcome. Ah. Are you finding out? Uh, oh, my gosh. What she is. Lordy. Uh, let's see. January 29th, personality. All right. Being an Aquarius born on January 29th, your personality is defined by an original and adaptable nature. While others stick heavily to, to the mainstream, you enjoy exploring a wide range of topics and interests. In yes, I do. Sense, this is crazy. In this sense, you have become a true individual in all aspects of life. Your originality is amongst your most admired qualities but it is your adaptability that may be one of your greatest strengths you thrive in new situations yes which explains why you come on actively seek out new people and new environments oh my goodness <laughs> Preach. One, one more line. you have a unique charm that has earned you a group of friends that is a, as varied as your interests Oh that is like you. my goodness. That is so spot on. That is crazy. That is crazy, man. Um, man, that is so spot on. See, so here's, so I kind of get down on myself. You and I've talked about this, right? we've said, you know, am I going to get to the end of my life? And it's like, I'm going to look back and think, you know what? I, it's like, I had all these, I had a lot of interesting conversations, but I never really went deep on a ton of them. Yeah. You know, well, you know, you're not going to beat yourself up so bad if you realize that this is kind of how you're wired a little bit, you know? Right, right. Now, one of the things that it gets wrong about me, and again, I realize there's more to uh, astrological signs than, than I'm just, you know, reading off the internet, sure. but because you got to bring in like, are you wind, fire, whatever. But, but the thing that's different about me is it says that I'm not an emotional connector. Really? And it, the reason is because think about what you just read. I'm always new experiences and everything else. So I'm on to the next thing all the time. Right. But that's not me, man. I am any, I'm a connector. So that's one piece that I, that always says that, you know, Hey, don't expect the Aquarius to stick around long. They're going to be in and out. That's not me, man. I'm, I'm dive deep on you. If you're interesting, right? That's the key. You've got to be, I will move on so fast if you're lame and you aren't interesting or, or profound yourself. Right. 
But if you're an interesting person, man, I am going to mine the depths of, of you as an individual because I just keep finding new things out about that person. So Taurus, we won't talk about who this is, but they're a Taurus. Being a Taurus born on a particular date. It's a strong sign, by the way, that when you text this person, they text back very quickly. I know she does. I like that. It's thirsty. Somebody's your, thirsty. <laughs> somebody, somebody out there thirsty. Your personality <laughs> is defined by your discipline and loyalty. Ooh, yeah, I see. Very loyal. You are very hardworking, and this is a result of your commitment to success. While others struggles, struggle, struggle to find willpower, you will take on a challenge with undying fortitude. Huh. Your friends and family admire your inner strength almost as much as they admire your loyalty. Your loved ones would be hard-pressed to recall a time you did not defend them or their being interest in heart. Did, I'm looking at what, what is the Aries most compatible with? I forget. Um, well, it doesn't matter because I'm looking up to see. The fact that Aries is ruled by Mars and Taurus by Venus immediately shows us, uh-oh, how sexual these signs are. Oh, man. Aries and Taurus, right? Making yeah. sure that I'm not feeding you. Yep. Both planets are in connection with physical relations, but their biggest difference is in their final goal when it comes to sex. Really? This is a cliffhanger for you right now. You can't <laughs> wait to see what's coming next. I know, I can't. You're going to have to wait till next week. <laughs> <laughs> Aries is Aries in its rough form. Now, don't get me wrong. Yep. I didn't cut out there. I didn't say Aries likes it rough. Right. <laughs> I said Aries in its rough form is guided by a simple instinct, the need for continuation of the species and for the transfer of genetic material to the next generation. Interesting. On the other hand, Taurus is all about satisfaction. Oh, she's going to like you. On the other hand, Taurus is all about satisfaction. They don't even consider orgasm that big of a deal if they are enjoying themselves through the entire sexual experience. Really? To satisfy Taurus, you need to be emotionally involved, gentle, and passionate an effort into the art of sex. Aries representatives usually get satisfied with having sexual relations. No, wait. Aries representatives usually get satisfied with having sexual relations at all. That didn't make sense. This goes for both male and female representatives. Interesting. Um, hmm. Says something about it being a fixed sign. I don't know. It sounds like, and I didn't just pick that part out of a bigger article. That was what started with. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I'm with you, um, Lance. I, I, I'm not a, I don't, when I date somebody or go on a date, I don't go, hey, what's your sign to see if we're going to continue this, this relationship? Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I don't. But it's kind of interesting. But it's very interesting, though. Yeah, it's uh -oh. very interesting. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm not seeing some good signs here. So I did Aries compatibility chart yeah. and Taurus is a one heart out Ooh. of five. So you're telling me there's a chance. Right. <laughs> just like, just like with the vaccination, 
That's there's right. there's a chance that you could die. There's also a chance that you and a Taurus might fall in love and live happy ever after. <laughs> Woo! But, but if there's one, if there's one, you're gonna be bound to find my aunt and grandpa. They were they both married Tauruses and they were Aries and they did it. So I love it. But overall, you got one heart. Sex, you got one heart. Love and marriage, you got one heart. And communication, you got one heart. Out of what? Two hearts? Uh, three. Three. <laughs> Uh, so prove it wrong, man. Prove it yeah, wrong. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. Um, this podcast has been all over the place. Yeah. So but, but, well, we talked about the the intelligences, but then we were going to talk about why we believe things that aren't true. That was the other video I sent you. That fits right in. You can believe that that, well, ex- that chart's not true. Well, exactly. Right. Yeah. I, you know, and we all know people that you ask them what their signs are, and they'll be like, "Yeah, we've been together fifty five years," and totally like, "Yeah, we're both right." Whatever. You know. Yeah. Uh, there's always, was it the word anomalies? There's always the outliers, Outliers. you know, there's always the stories. That was a great book, by the way. Yeah. Yes. I like him. He's got a great podcast. Mm, Uh, Yeah. Yeah. He's got different angle on things. Yeah. He's a, he's a unique dude. Yeah, he is. He's, he's yeah. Very unique. Like people like that are fascinating to me. Yeah. You know, the way he can see stories and he's got that pattern. Yes. One of the intelligence was being able to see patterns and things like that, like some weird connections between things. I met a guy in Destin, Florida, who his job was he buys struggling businesses, turns them around, and then sells them. Okay. Probably. And we were talking, I was so fascinated by him. You know, I was like, so how do you, and he goes, well, I just, you know, I get the books, I look through and I visit the, you know, I visit the plant. I look at the, da, da, and I, and he goes, I just see, I see what they need to do. I see I what see. needs to happen. Yeah. And that's just like, they've got a like good it, product, but they just, their processes and stuff are just probably, it's just crazy that they can read data yeah. and see where the weaknesses are yeah. and where the strengths are. That's just so fascinating to me. Yeah. But you know, then he looks at me and like, how do you get up in front of people and talk? Right. And, right. you know, it's just, and I'm like, they go, do you get nervous? I'm like, right. No, right. Not even kind of nervous at yeah. all. Like yeah. literally there's no, if there's a million people or five yeah. people, you get energy by it. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just don't. And it's, isn't it one of the second f- fear of ever, like Probably. fear of dying and then yeah. fear of public speaking. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think I fear dying. I mean, I wouldn't want someone to pull a gun on me right now, but it's like, right. It, whatever. Um, do you, you don't, did you ever get nervous when you spoke? Um, in, in, in a healthy way, meaning anticipation. Know, of yeah. What you're going to talk about preaching is a little different. I think probably than, than your thing, because you've done that, that wedding thing so many times that you're, you know what I mean? Oh, that, yeah. but preaching is different every week. So you're kind of, you know, just, am I going to remember to make my points and you know sure. what I mean? All those types of things. But yeah, I, I think. Well, you're behind the sacred desk. You are behind the sacred desk. Yes. Teaching a very. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I did take that serious. I mean, I, when I, I, I talk kind of cavalier about a lot of things and that's not really truly how I feel. Yeah. Every time I spoke. Uh, well, every a, time you probably do a wedding, you probably focus in a little like, oh, like yeah. you take, you know, like, okay, I'm on. This is right. I don't right. make You're mistakes. not just up there lazy. No. Yeah. I'm not willy nilly. No. 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 No, 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 you're spot on. Yeah. People, people ask me, you know, you get the names wrong. You ever mess up? Uh, nope. Never. Yeah. Take that back early on, like first couple weddings. Yes. I had my yeah. stump now. 
myself. Yeah. <laughs> don't because for me to get a name wrong, I would have to read it wrong. Ah, I mean, I see. it's in my notes. Yeah. So I'm like, if I'm doing a wedding, though, I've never met this folks. Well, yeah. I have Lance and Michelle yeah. in my notes. Right. So I know this right. is Lance and Michelle. I'm not right. going to be like, so Mike and, uh, whoa, what was your name again? <laughs> right. You know, right. Anyway. I don't know. Um, what were we talking well, about? I don't even know what, what we're talking well, about. We're talking about compatibility and all that and personality types and, and, uh, Getting that to know video, the video, video. Was... Oh, we were t- starting to move into just. We should save this topic for another time. I think. But, you think? Okay. Um, why do we believe the reason? Oh, why I, do we believe things that aren't true? Yeah. Ooh, let's introduce let's... it, but I would like to bring it up again because I've heard there's more, there's, there's yeah. more to it that this fascinates me in a big way, and I'd like to do a little bit more research to get a little deeper into it. And I'm not prepared there. Okay. Yet. Yeah. Let, we'll just tee it up. But so, tee it up. Yeah. Okay. Let's tee this up, right? Okay. Because. It's a real problem in the world today. Um, there's conspiracy theories, yep. like right that, like l- even crazy ones that are like, dude, like we've proved this isn't a debate. There's no theory. The Earth is a fucking sphere, right? You moron. Like right. it's not even like a smidgen of a chance that it's possibly flat, right? So it's it's like, but there are people that fucking believe it, right? Yeah, that think it's a big conspiracy and all that. And well, every like, conspiracy how? theory has a an element of plausibility, plausibility. too, right? I mean, it because it and that's except that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, but 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 yes, yeah, most any of them. Hence, why people can get really passionate about it because probably twenty five percent of it is true, or right, you know, or the facts that they've built it around are true, but they're they're just nuanced in a way that makes it, you know, like right. the fact that you and I are walking on Earth. It does look flat to us. Right. Right. It's, it's when you get have to really pull yourself out and zoom out that you get the sphere. Right. Which I'm just fascinated by the way of just how you could be on when you look up at the moon and you see that sphere up there <laughs> and to think that you could be on the bottom part of it, but you're but you'd be walking with your head into you know what I mean? your feet right. would be attached to the, but yet you're upside down. Right. Like, but you but if you were but you'd you'd feel like you were on the top of the moon. You know what I mean? Like you and I right now, if you think, where are you out on the world? We don't know if we're on the bottom side or the top side or the middle, whatever. Right. It just feels flat to us. Like right. we're on this flat area. That's fascinating that is, to me. That I've never had that thought before. <laughs> I mean, think <laughs> but, about me with a beach ball right in my hands right now. And I think you are anywhere you would be standing on it, on it. You're you, flat, but you, you're flat. But what's even weird. It's like, I'm okay with it at the top a little bit, but it's like, when you get me on the side or on the under part, that's when I'm like hanging off now. Right. That's even. Well, that's, just think about the people in China. They're hanging upside down compared yes. to us. Like how are they Some, not falling? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, that is a fascinating thought. It's like when I get. It's super, probably so logical that I'm like, oh, I didn't think of it like that. But that's weird. Yeah. It's like when I get super stoned. Yeah. As, oh, man. I'm very honest about all this. I get stoned. So when I get super stoned, which just FYI, because I know people listen to this podcast, I don't get stoned during the day. It's only at night yeah. before bed is usually when I do it. It's more of a, a, I don't need help to sleep. I sleep really well, but I just like it anyway. Okay. So I'd rather, rather than drinking a bunch of whiskey, I'd rather smoke sure. weed. But, but if I smoke too much weed uh, or if I eat an edible and forgot that I et- ate the edible and then I smoke, and then I'm fucked. Oh my. I my balance is off. I literally, I walk (laughs) (laughs) and it's such a funny thing. Cause one time I was in Colorado with my, with the family back when I was married, we were all there skiing, snowboarding. Well, I got done snowboarding the day 
end of the day, me and all the kids, everybody, we all popped edibles and we were, you know, going back to the, to the condo. So by the time I got back to the condo, well, by the time I got back to the condo, all of a sudden it started kicking in mm. and I stood up to walk somewhere and I was like leaning and I was like stumbling over. I'm like, ah. like you couldn't get it corrected. I, no, I, I just kept leaning to That's the right. Funny. I'm like, ah, yeah. Finally, I had to really like stop and go, okay, you're stoned. Right. Your balance is off. Just think for a second here. And then I was able to straighten myself up, but I still felt this pull. That's fun. <laughs> like gravity all of a sudden changed. Anyway, very, very fascinating. Have you ever been stoned? Never. Really? Never even smoked any weed or pot or anything. Yeah. I've never smoked a cigarette. Really? Have you ever yeah. done any drugs? No. Zero. Except alcohol. Right. Yeah. Opiates? Yeah. Oxycontin, hydrocodone, any of that stuff? Uh, for, yeah. like That's had, like a mild. When I had my, I have both my knees with surgery, so they gave me one oh, of shit? The, yeah. ACL? Torn? MCL. Or um, meniscus. Oh, my daughter had that. Yeah. Torn meniscus. Yeah. So, you know, for pain pills or whatever, yeah, that. Oh, man, those make, those make you feel so good. Just so So good. <laughs> yeah. I had wisdom teeth pulled out, and they gave me those. And it was like, I think it was called Darvacet, which isn't even, you can't even get anymore. When I got to the end of the prescription. You wanted some more. Wow. I yeah. remember thinking... I see how this is a problem. Oh, you totally. I mean, I, yeah. I, and I was almost conjuring up. I was like, I'm going to call the dentist and say it still hurts. Like I was, yeah. Yeah. Like and I was like, like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's dangerous. It is dangerous. Yeah. yeah no, none, none of that for me. Huh? No substance at all. Um, it's not for everybody. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I could give up drinking. Right. I, I would like to be, I won't because just of employment policies and things like that but i would love to just smoke marijuana once just to try it and you know what i mean yeah. like it's it, awesome it'd be awesome but you know i don't know what i'm not experiencing so why right. try it you know yeah you don't know that it's awesome right <clears throat> and so um but anyway how do we get on that from believing uh just conspiracy theory people oh right, crazy right, stuff. right right like right. i mean it, honestly even when it comes to marijuana you know the 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 conspiracy theory around marijuana yeah, you oh, know, totally. it's deadly and it'll fry your brain oh. it's like Think, no, of, it's think not of all dangerous. that. Yeah, think of all the messages that would, growing up you and I had was all that. Now it's completely yeah, different. Yeah, the war on drugs, do you, you know that. Like it's, it's, been, it's a fact. It's a yeah. total sham. I mean, it's a total sham that war on drugs. What do you mean it's a total sham? It's a sham that, that uh, marijuana was ruining our society. And oh, it was like, totally. Right. Yeah. It's just, yeah, now we know. Right. You know, now we know. It's like, uh, do you know, I heard this just the other day that uh, uh, bad cholesterol, you know, like, that eggs don't eat don't eat oh, the right. yellow don't eat yeah. the yolk and the yeah that's total bullshit yeah <laughs> like it's a proven like no they're like guys no that's wrong right science has proved no right eat the whole fucking egg right it's not anyway it's like fats are bad no they're not right exactly <laughs> so it's just funny how we we believe certain things yeah and we believe them die hard like we won't we'll be fucking pulling that yolk out we right. get the yolk out and just do uh, whites only yeah and it's not but true. What's even more fascinating to me than that is when you have very logical reasoning individuals yourself on one thing, but, but, but we act, we were talking about this earlier with the vaccine thing, but in other parts of your life, you're completely irresponsible. I mean, when I say that, I always think back to the Clinton, um, Monica Lewinsky thing. I remember someone saying, how do you have someone that's a president that can be running the country and so logical, make good sound decisions, and then end up squandering something so stupid over something like that in the Oval Office? 
Yeah, I <laughs> I like Bill Clinton. Oh, he's very yeah. I'm I always like he was a statesman to me. There's a to, there's a I always like people when they're out of the office more than I liked them when they were in. Yeah. No matter who it is. Yeah. I mean, look at the Bushes then and Barbara Bush and and George. I mean, they're like friends with the Obamas. You know, they're you see them at they're like, like besties. A, besties. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. <laughs> I've heard, but, I've heard, I don't know, I think this was reliable. Who knows? Maybe I'm making this shit up. I think I heard from a reliable source that behind closed doors, the division isn't there as much. Sure, I'm sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like that, like the yeah. Clintons in the bushes, like hanging out, or right. the, the yeah. Obamas, you know? Yeah. Like, well, yeah, I mean, it's like they fight, they fight in the ring. Well, right, because they got to toe the then, party line. Right, but then... It's so that that to me is super fascinating that I guess, you know, and and let me take it back biblically, right? It was like in the book of James, I think it talks about how, you know, even the demons basically it was basically saying, you know, that even the demons believe in Jesus. So don't fool yourself that you think you're saved. Even the demons think they believe, you know, and I was like, it's like, I don't even know what to do with that because I believe, you know, then I was like, I believe that Christ is my savior. It's like, but I don't know what that deep maybe do they believe, you know what I mean? Like there's nothing compared to. So it's like, but they were the, 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 the scripture is clear. Don't make the same mistake, you know, but that's just, that was a biblical insight into what I'm trying to describe. And that is your brain can play some real funky tricks on you. And it's a fascinating ball of jelly up there that, that can, man, basically helps you get through the day. And we've talked about mental gymnastics and all the things that people do, you know what I mean? And it's like, but that, that part of just believing, you know, that's the reason I want to get more into the deep depth of this. Cause I think it's a fascinating subject. And I think the more that this is one of the things I think for me, you always say, what was some of the big things that pivot points for you that moved you in the whole religion, you know, kind believe, of away from religion. Yeah. Yeah. And that this was one of them. And that was just the fact of understanding how, deceptive the mind can be and the cognitive biases that go along with it and things like that. Now, I'm certainly not a, you know, just an atheist or an agnostic or anything. You know what I mean? Like Michelle and I were talking about this. We've been talking about this on a regular basis a little bit more and just, you know, what comes after you and I talked about death in the last one, yeah. what comes up, we started talking about that a little bit, you know, and, and just all, what does that mean? You know? And I'm like, I don't know because I'm in this weird liminal state of not sure what I, but I'm like, I do know that when I get there, if she had, let me, I pause there. This is me go, get jumping in. She had me read this passage about death. Here's a question for you. Yeah. I wish I, if I remember, I should have written it down. It was so a simple thing. It kind of, when I read the past, she said, this is one of the best little excerpts that I've read on death. It was fascinating to me. Basically it was about a book that she's reading on Abraham Lincoln and his son. And Abraham Lincoln's son died, but Abraham Lincoln continues to go to the grave and visit him. And the son won't leave this liminal state or this this median place because he doesn't want to disappoint his dad. Of course, they he doesn't you know they can't talk to each other because the sure. son's dead and Lincoln's going to, but he so he doesn't want to leave. And so it just this little passage kind of describes that that little middle area where some individuals are going before Christ wow. and and basically kind of getting sentenced and he just and he kind of unpacks it and it kind of reminded me of the book of revelation a little bit just yeah. the way it was written you know but 
and here's and this is what the way that maybe they asked the question so i'm hoping is a little powerful but it it just said when they when he he described it for a couple of individuals like one guy was in his swim trunks and the reason is because he died on drowning so he's just a little like that but he said every you know every one of them that he he died or every one of them that he described he said something about give me uh how did he say it he didn't say give me an accounting for your life but it was something along those lines like do you you know what how would you analyze your life or something and i thought man that is like it's so simple but i was thinking what would i say you know like meaning like give me an accountability of your life like do you feel do you feel like you're standing here with confidence that i should let you go on through the pearly gates or, or am i going to cast you into the pits of hell over here because he the guy saw both sides of it yeah and that they were in limbo they were like in this limb like yeah limbo state of like not sure where they're going because in the roman catholic theology the border place between heaven and hell okay it's where it's well those souls who though not condemned to punishment are deprived of the joy of eternal existence. Yes. It's something it's like limbo. that. Yeah. And so a, so Lincoln's son or no, maybe it wasn't Lincoln's son. It was a pastor. It was a pastor in this patches about death. He wasn't ready to move on to that next stage. So when he got up there to give an accounting, he just took off running back to where he was came from. And I don't know where that was or anything, but it's all in this weird state anyway, yeah. because he wasn't ready to move on to that next state, you know, but he didn't have the confidence to know whether he would be going be cast into the pits of hell or given the ticket to heaven yeah basically it was described differently sure. but he asked but the person asked him christ says something like do you f how would you give an accounting of your life it was something like yeah. that and i thought man if i was asked that question right now like what would i say back uh, 10 years ago i would have said i love jesus i'm following him i've asked him for the forgiveness of my sins i trust in him for the you know what i mean yeah and I would have thought if if I would have been cast into heaven, but this is a minister right. that was asking these things. So he was like even confused himself. And I think at that moment, are you going to be that confident knowing? And let's just say it happened to you right now. Yeah. What would you say? Would you, And he said, you know, like, where do you feel like? Do you feel like you're in this tormented state a little bit? It's like, I don't know what I believe. Yeah. But I do believe that you and I both believe that we could say with all integrity, we whatever it is i'm searching for you yeah you know the, you know like if it's christ there it's like right. i wanted to know that this was you and i was following you and but but i'm but you made me a thinker yeah and i'm you know what i mean and so i have questions and yeah. i don't think that that's going to be like sorry a lot you of the shit that the people that said shit about you were wrong right or said crazy shit right the, how was i supposed to believe that? right yeah anyway that i don't know i wanted i was, yeah, gonna if ask I was you to that, give an account lance i Someone had, it's funny you asked me this because I had someone else ask me this. It was a, like a fundamental Christian though. And they were like, well, what if you died right now? You know what? And I'm like, okay. So assuming I'm going to yeah. stand before God, which yeah. is what they were referring right, to. Right. I'm like, I'm pure hearted. Like, and that, that was the angle of the question. I love it was really, what's the confidence factor that you had? Because the yeah. minister, hundred oh, percent, the minister was, he was tormented. He was like, I don't know. And that's the reason he took off and ran the opposite direction back because he, in his mind, he wasn't ready to give an accounting for his life because he didn't have the confidence to know which way that, that Christ would rule. Right. That's, and yeah, and that, that's, that was the part that made me think, I was like, even though I'm doubting things right now, could I stand there with confidence and say, this is where I'm at. If I, 
if you're going to throw me in the pits of hell, I don't know what to do about that. Yeah. Because I was I, living honestly. I was living honestly. Yeah. It's not like I didn't want to not live according to your code right. and theology. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to live my own life. I want to have sex with everybody. And you know what I mean? I'm going to kill people. I'm going to kill people and steal. No, it wasn't like that. You know what I mean? So that was the part that was fascinating to me was really the confidence factor. Because if most Christians would look at you and I and they'd say, you guys don't have any confidence. You guys have turned your back on the faith. When I feel I like now I have all more. the confidence in the world. Lance, 100%. We've never had this discussion before. Me too. I have more confidence in my eternal destiny yeah. than I ever did. Right. As a fundamental right-wing Christian that everything was this, that, and you, yes. you, that, if you look at a woman without yeah. sinning. And you, that. Yeah. I didn't know if I was reading my Bible enough. Oh, I didn't know if I was, was witnessing enough, enough. Was I tithing enough. enough? Was I right, were my hands enough? high enough? Was I worshiping God? <laughs> yes. I don't have I 100% confidence that if someone put a gun to my head, they're going to pull the trigger. I'm like, there'd be zero. I have zero fear of hell of damnation and and because i know my fucking heart yes i don't want to hurt a fucking fly right and you really are seeking oh, for a christ yes. or a god yes. so the fact that if you said that and you know your heart and then they said sorry you're off to the pits of hell right, well it, okay. I'd, I'd be disappointed yeah because I would I'd be like, fuck you. I'd be, I'd be like, I mean, I, I think I'd really be sorrowful because I'd think, what? I'm, I was searching for you. What? A, I'm how, vaccinated unless, for fuck's <laughs> sakes. <laughs> Here's my max card. I'm doubled down. I've got a mask in my pocket. What do you want? <laughs> that is hilarious. That's funny. This is a great question, Lance. That's a good question, man. Because people could, people would say, if you back in the day, the Christians, you went down to the local Baptist church, you'd say, they would give the account. I'd say, all right, you, you're saved. How do you know that? Well, read the Bible. I, I'd show up to church. They would just name off things. Right. But it's like, you only you know deep down when you're alone and you got your head on the pillow at night and there ain't nobody around, you're thinking about those things. How confident are you when you're standing there? Because you're seeing other individuals like the guy and the minister in the book. He was seeing other and he and he didn't know what they did. That right. was the other thing. He didn't know. It wasn't like the guy's like, well, you murdered and steal. Well, you're off to the pit. That's different. Right. He didn't know why the guy in the swim trunks had to go to hell and the other guy got the pass to go to heaven. And then when he was up there at the seat to say, what is your confidence or how do you give an accounting? I'll figure out what it is. But I was like, what would I like? It just it took that age-old question and just nuanced it slightly different to make me think about that that uh, that moment a little bit differently. Yeah. And I'd be really sorrowful if if because of what I'm searching for and longing for God, I'd yeah. be really hurt and sorrowful if I I if if I got cast in the pits of hell knowing that hell is really just not maybe a fire and brimstone place but more just a absence of God. Yeah. Because at that moment I want to be with God. Right. If there is a God. Right. Absolutely. You know, okay, so this thing this makes me think of another question, especially when you think about eternity. If I was if I said, Lance, God is in my fucking room right now. I swear to goodness. <laughs> like mm -hmm. literally, he's in there. Go in. He wants to talk to you. Well, 
I wouldn't make me nervous. I'd be like, no shit. He's in there. Fucking a I'd run in there and be like, yo, right. Clear it all up for right. me. Right. What the right. fuck's ba-? there would be no fear. Like I would fear, like if I was ushered into the white house, I'd be like, well, you know, right. Well, maybe, well, anyway, that doesn't matter. But that feeling of, Oh my God, yeah. make sure I say the right thing. I don't want to sound like an idiot, but, but right. But God, no, he already knows everything. Yes. There's, I, I'm right. completely naked right. yes. before him. He knows she or whatever, knows everything yeah. about me, my every thought, my every, every, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. I know, yes, I've had some squirrely thoughts. I mean, of course. I mean, I could, I'm not going to talk about it here, but I mean, there are things I've had come through my mind. Sure. That I'm like, Ooh, that's perverted to me. <laughs> like, what do you think? You know what I mean? Right. Like thoughts I wouldn't want anybody else to know, but right. they're not thoughts that are so embarrassingly evil. I mean, it'd be a little embarrassing. Like, yeah, I was masturbating in my car out in the parking lot. I mean, you know, like, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, stuff that's just, you don't want everybody to know, yes. but I know God, if there's a God, right. God knows yeah. Well, he created me. And right. I mean, like, yeah. Would that I, make you nervous? Like, I think you- the thing that, I think the thing that was also was most powerful to me about that little excerpt was the fact that he was in that because in the Christian theology our evangelical Christianity, there is no liminal state or whatever that, that, so you're just giving an accounting it. We right. didn't have the fact that the minister didn't have the confidence. So he, he ran, he turned around and ran. And he said, when he looked back, they weren't chasing him. So it, and I thought that kind of lines up more to me with maybe like, you know, people like they start to die and they're not ready to go. And somehow they figure out how to trick their body back into like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like oh, I wasn't ready to die. Like it felt like I was going to die. You know what I mean? That, that moment described, like, it's like, and when, when God and them were like, get him Roman soldier, you know what I mean? And bring him back. <laughs> Grab him. They just let him go back. He wasn't ready to go to that next stage. And that's the part that really was impactful or poignant to me was the confidence do I have standing there knowing which way my destiny is. And I think a lot of people probably are like, you know what? If there is a God and you fucked me, I don't want to be with you. Maybe they want to go to hell. Right. If hell is, you know what I mean? Like no yeah, one wants to. Right. Absent bur- from the God. Absent that fucked from, up their exactly. Life. That's not where I'm at at all. Right. So that's why I say, I can say with confidence that I would be disappointed if I wasn't able to take the next steps with him. Maybe others aren't, they don't feel like that. But anyway, the fact that he had the choice to go back and stay yeah. and spend more time in that limit, like, fine, you're not ready for it. You'll be, you'll come back when you're ready. And I thought, am I ready? Yeah. That was, you know, it was a deep Saturday afternoon thought. That, that I think I took a, a nap right no, after I think, that. I think it's an, I think it's an interesting <laughs> thought because most people, I mean, you know, when you think about death, it's, it's not like an exciting, it's kind of can be a, a killjoy. Yes. You know, of talking about, yeah. about death and yeah. dying. Yeah. But it's, inevitable for exactly right everybody like it's right. literally everybody's going to experience it right i mean you know um and you i might just don't think take, it's anything to be worried about and you might want to take an inventory of your life to say if you're not ready well, what is it about it yeah. so maybe it's a good question to ask it's like do you feel like you're not spiritually ready like oh, this brings, okay or do you feel like there's things that you haven't there's relationships that you need to, re, to do you know is there places in the world that you haven't seen is there experiences that you haven't experienced or taste that you haven't taken you know what is it that's making you turn around and run the other way? Those are the regrets, the top five regrets of the dying. I'm going to read them to you. Top five regrets. It's only David Letterman. <laughs> Number one regret, yeah, not eating it out back steakhouse. 
Um, ever in the top five, which I'll read them to you, the top five do not include, um, wish I'd have gone to church more or I wish I would have believed more. They are, number one, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. And okay. By the way, I don't know if you know this book. It's a fascinating book. I know you've been enjoying reading it. Yeah. The 20 year, she would work for hospice for 20 years. So okay. she worked with the dying for 20 years and then wrote the book based upon all these oh, conversations that's over real, 20 years. Okay. Yeah. So wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life that others expected of me. Number two, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Mm. Number three, I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. So honest. Yeah. yeah. That's one thing that I've learned lately about myself. Number four, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. See, Mondays are important for us. Yes. Number five, I wish that I had let myself be happier. Hmm. You know what? We should, we should, we should pause this and then, and go back and unpack those on a show. Let's do it. I think that would be yeah. really, because those, because they're, I can tell they're, I wish that I would love there's myself. There's depth. Yeah, there's like there's a whole, depth there, or yeah. you can just be like, okay, yeah, like you know what, going to McDonald's makes me happy. No, that's not what we're talking about. There's yeah. some real depth here. It'd be yeah. really interesting to unpack those. Maybe so. Let's study it this week. Okay, let's both of us study it. Okay, and then let's unpack this. I think it'd be a great episode. The top five regrets of the dying. Talk about how to live a full and be thinking about this. I'm not. I'm going to ask you what. Give me some of the not so prominent regrets that you feel like you've had that are but, already. But, but but I don't and I don't mean like, um, you know, wish I wouldn't have gotten divorced. That that's oh, a sure. that's a no brainer. You know what I mean? Right. I'm talking about some of the, you know, maybe one that you didn't take the chance to fill out, pack out the Sprint Center like you dreamed up. Maybe something yes. like that. That try to think of a few like that. That'd okay. be an interesting. Yeah, you too. Okay, I will. All right, dude, it was good. I regret that I didn't message you on Facebook years earlier, Timmy. <laughs> we, you know what's wild? We've known each other for almost twenty years, or yeah. knew of each other. Yeah. Because yeah, I I planted that church. I started that church back in two thousand and three, and we okay. met pretty early on. Yeah. Oh, the boys were young. Yeah, I mean they were playing in like in a grade school gym, so they had to be. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess it's been like fifteen to seventeen yeah. years. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. I never thought we'd be sitting here doing this. Oh, no, totally. Yes, yeah. I knew I always found you fascinating, though. Did you really? Oh, absolutely. From, from a distance, you always thought, yeah. who is this fucker? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's why I reached out to you. You yeah. know I mean? You just, you, know you reached out to me ever so often. I, I remember like we'd be talking, you'd like hit me up and be yeah. like, Hey man, let's, yeah. you know. But it was after you were really like, you had, there was so many connecting points that I was interested in your journey for one. Um, you were just all over the place. Like you, you, I appreciated your courage to try new things. You know, the stand up comedy was yeah. one, like there was other things like that, you know, they're just, you know, you live online, your life is online in a yes. lot of ways. So, but yeah, there was just like, I was like, and, and that, and that, you know, it ties back into one of this, one of the regrets that I don't want to make is, is I, I, that's where my joys come from is meeting interesting people. And I yep. didn't want to miss the opportunity to meet you. Well, man, I appreciate that. <laughs> I know that sounds cheesy, but it's true. Yeah, get me all emotional. <laughs> I'll tell you what I think is beautiful, though, about that, because in the top five regrets of the dying, about friendships. To me, friendships truly are the spice of life. And I share that love with, with you, and, and not just for you, but I share that love in, I love meeting new people. Yeah. And 
and I don't want to have a missed connection or a missed rich friendship because of whatever. Yeah. So yeah, dude, I love it. Peace brother. Peace man. Thank you.